Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be Luke chapter 23, verses 6 through 16. This is Jesus before Herod, and it's unique to the book of Luke. Before we jump into this, I want to thank the Family Leader for being our 2022 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about the Family Leader in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, we're very thankful to them for their support. Today's devotion is going to be more academic. We're going to learn about three different Herods and their role in history, and hopefully we'll also have a couple devotional applications that encourage us as followers of Christ today. Chapter 23, verse 6. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was Galilean. Now, before we go on, you know that in the last section that we covered, Jesus was before Pilate. The Jewish leaders are trying to convince Pilate that Jesus is a threat to Caesar and to the Roman Empire to convince him or manipulate him to crucify Jesus, but Pilate just doesn't see any guilt in him. In response to this, the desperate Jewish leaders trying to convince Pilate to move forward with this execution, remind him that Jesus is stirring up people all over Judea and Galilee. And so when Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. Verse 7, And when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who himself was in Jerusalem at the time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had long desired to see him, because he had heard about him, and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him, and Herod, with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then, arraying him in splendid clothing, he sent him back to Pilate, and Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day, for before this they had been at enmity with each other. Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers of the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who is misleading the people. And after examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him, neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving death has been done by him. I will therefore punish and release him. So this episode that is unique to the Gospel of Luke brings up Herod, which gives us an opportunity to talk about the different Herods who we are introduced to in the Gospels. There are three Herods who are discussed in the Gospels. The very first one is Herod the Great. Herod the Great is referred to as a king in Luke chapter 2. He's not the king like Caesar, the king of the entire Roman Empire, but he's a ruler of the portion of the Jewish Empire where the Jewish people live. Herod the Great is the one who, after he heard of the birth of Jesus, who was said to be the king of kings, therefore a threat to Herod the king or Caesar the king, the Roman Empire, it was Herod the Great who put out the edict to have all boys in a certain region killed so they could wipe out any threats to the throne. In Luke chapter 2, we read that that Herod, Herod the Great, passed away. And when Herod the Great passed away, his son Herod Archelaus began to rule. Mary and Joseph were told in a dream that they could come back from Egypt where they fled to to escape the genocide that Herod the Great had put out on all boys under a certain age, but when they came back, they heard that Archelaus was also wanting to carry out his father's edicts, and so they decided to settle in a region of the country where Archelaus did not have jurisdiction. Well, after the death of Herod the Great was sorted out, his kingdom was divided among three of his sons, Archelaus, Antipas, and Philip. And this Herod, who we're reading about right now, is Herod Antipas. That would be Archelaus's brother and Herod the Great's son. He ruled in Galilee during the time of Jesus. He is the one who 
who had John the Baptist beheaded. He's the one who thought that Jesus, who was known to be a miracle worker, was actually John the Baptist risen from the dead. In Luke 13, it says that Herod Antipas wanted to kill Jesus, and this is the Herod who Jesus was sent to by Pilate. He happened to be in Jerusalem at the time of these events. It's an interesting detail Luke includes that Herod and Pilate became friends that day, and before then they had been at enmity with each other. Some scholars believe that because they were different rulers in different jurisdictions of the Roman Empire, there might have been some competing factors that caused them to be at odds with each other. But through the passing back and forth of Jesus between them, in a subtle way, they kind of acknowledged each other's jurisdiction, each other's power, and ultimately they came to agreement with each other that there was nothing that Jesus had done deserving death. We don't know if that's exactly what forged their friendship, but something about that interaction of passing Jesus back and forth had an impact on their relationship going forward. And speaking of speculation among Bible scholars, there are some who have suggested that this family of Herods, who have at every point of Jesus' life been at odds with him, at his birth, during his ministry, and now at his death, that somehow this family is, in some spiritual or supernatural sense, an instrument of Satan to oppose the good of God that is happening in the world through Jesus Christ. But again, that's mere speculation. However, there is little question on the basis of the biblical record and just common sense that the story of this guy, Jesus, who had been born in Bethlehem at this certain time, lived in Nazareth at another time, and was a miracle worker and a teacher who many people followed, that story would have been passed down from Herod the Great to his sons and beyond. At the end of the day, none of these guys were truly interested in trusting or following Jesus. Even Herod Antipas right here, who questions him at length, we learn that really he's just looking for some entertainment. He really wants to see Jesus do a miracle because he's heard about this stuff, which is also noteworthy because it gives some validity to the idea that Jesus was a miracle worker. You've got this non-Christian, non-Jewish king acknowledging the things he's heard about Jesus and hoping that he can see one of these miracles. When Jesus doesn't perform the way that he wants him to perform, he decides to entertain himself in a different way by mocking him and arraying him in splendid clothing and sending him back to Pilate. And at least to some degree, this is the way many people today approach Jesus. They're not real interested in following his teaching. They're not real interested in trusting him for their salvation, but they do want to be entertained or maybe they want to gain some amusement from some aspects of Jesus' life that are intriguing to them. Some people treat Jesus like a sideshow or like a good luck charm. You just want a little bit of him when you need it, but you don't want to really build your life around him, be totally transformed by him. Yet for those who truly trust him, total transformation is the only option. Through this entire episode, it says that when Herod questioned him at length, Jesus made no answer. And the late great theologian and preacher Charles Spurgeon says this about that. He who answered blind beggars when they cried for mercy is silent to a prince who only seeks to gratify his own irreverent curiosity. He's not here to play the game the way the world plays it, which can also shed some light to us on how we ought to be conducting ourselves in this world, what our aspirations should be, who we should be spending our time with and why. Jesus said those who try to save their life will lose it, but those who lose their lives for his sake will find it. And we ought to follow that example. And shortly in the text, Jesus is going to be hanging on the cross, literally losing his life so that we might be saved. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, perfectly consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on 
stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.